Welcome to Veterans AZ. This episode shines a spotlight on a unique relationship between federal law enforcement and the United States Marine Corps. Join me in a conversation with three gentlemen from the Arizona chapter of the Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation, a nonprofit organization dedicated to supporting the children of fallen Marines and federal law enforcement officers. Hear what motivates them to volunteer and learn how you can support this noble effort. Well, I'm here with Steve Hooper, Bob Jenkins, and Mike Stoller from the Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation. Uh, gentlemen, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having us. Well, first, let's let's start with a little backstory from each one of you. Um, can you say a little bit about your background and your role with the Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation? And uh, Steve, we'll start with you. Well, I um, my total career has been in law enforcement. Right out of college, I became a police officer and then became a uh, Secret Service agent. And then uh, while I was out in L.A. with the Secret Service, the FBI called. And so that's always been my goal. So I switched over and uh, I did that for 30 years. And I ended up the head of the office here in Phoenix um, when I retired. And, but I had become friends with another foundation member, uh, Chief John Bennett who was chief of the uh, Paradise Valley Police Department at the time. And he's the one who introduced me to this program. And I was, I was interested in it because of the connection between the uh, military veterans, specifically Marine Corps, and federal law enforcement, especially in the later years of my career, post 9-11, where we worked a lot. The FBI integrated with DOD in many aspects. And so we were kind of all on the same mission. Our whole lives changed and we we're all on the same mission. And it was, to me, it was kind of cool that they would have uh, a federal law enforcement connection with a DOD entity. I, I said, this is a perfect match. Yeah. And the other thing, a lot of people don't know, in the federal, the federal agencies don't get a lot of support when they lose a, uh, an agent, a member, um, uh, tragically. Um, the, the FBI, we had a program where you donated part of your paycheck, and then if you happened to be killed, um, a check was written to your family, a single check. I think it, back then it was about $10,000. Um, so I saw this as an opportunity to better support my federal law enforcement brothers and sisters that might lose uh, uh, benefit from uh, a, a program, a charity like this. So. It was an easy fit for me, and, and that was 10 years ago, so I've been involved for 10 years. Well, that's great. Thank you. Sure. Thank you for being with us. Uh, Bob, how about you? A little bit about your background and how you got connected with the, with the foundation. I, uh, I graduated from high school, and I joined the Marine Corps right after I graduated. Spent four years in the Marine Corps. I was a combat engineer, so I spent my first three years in uh, 29 Palms, California, and then I got orders to go to Iwakuni, Japan, and while I was in Iwakuni, uh, long story short is uh, we were out working by the flight deck one day and there was a, a F4, F4 Phantom doing touch and goes. And I was standing watching it and it came down and landed, but it was not parallel to the runway. It was perpendicular, well, sort of perpendicular. And I was hands in my pockets and I looked, I said, why the hell would he be doing that? Maybe they're practicing landing on an aircraft carrier. And at that moment, he came off the runway all I could see was debris going all over the place, and I saw the pilot, the co-pilot, eject out, and I went, holy smokes. Um, and at the top of my lungs, I screamed, get the hell out of here. 
guy said to me days later, Sergeant Jenkins, it was because of that loud voice of yours that I'm alive because I didn't even know something was wrong. I just heard your voice and started running. Plane came in and hit a five-ton dump truck that we were working with, and the driver uh, had, like any of us, you know, we were all trying to take cover. You had this F Phantom uh, about 250 miles an hour coming directly at us. And uh, so the driver to the pickup truck, the dump truck, ran to the other side. I hit a drainage culvert, and I was running so fast and hard. When I got to the other side, I landed flat on my face in the mud, and I'm down there just, dear God, help me. And I'm looking around, and I saw the bird hit the truck, lift it up, and throw it like a little Tonka toy. And when things settled down a few seconds later, I saw the bird starting to spin around a couple hundred yards down the uh, taxiway, and I saw this clump where the truck had been, and I looked around and I saw everybody was in shock, and I ran over to this clump, and it was my Lance Corporal. And what he had done was he'd run to the other side of the truck for protection, mm -hmm. plane hit the truck, truck hit him, and he died in my arms. He was supposed to go home two weeks later to his wife and kids. And back in those days, you know, like Steve just said a second ago, um, you know, you got a whopping $10,000 life insurance policy. Mm. And so moving many, many, many years later, I bumped into somebody out here in Arizona that said, hey, by the way, you're a Marine. Have you heard of the Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation? And the moment I heard about it, it was just serendipity. And I thought, I've got to do this. You know, I saw what happens to, you know, someone who dies. And, you know, to this day, I still don't know what's ever happened to wife and kids. But I thought, what a great cause to help people. And um, I've just been very dedicated for about the past, I think, seven years I've been on board. Well, that's an incredible story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Mike, how about you? What's, uh, what's your story and what's your connection? Not as exciting as those two. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, in the Navy, first Gulf War. I was an OS on a uh, destroyer and uh, transitioned out, became an airline pilot. I was an FFDO, Federal Flight Deck Officer. Uh, for the airlines, it's uh, Department of Homeland Security. And many years later, I'm walking out of a uh, store. It's, it's kind of a funny store, and I see this guy beelining it towards me. And I'm like, okay, exit strategy, what does he want? <laughs> What's he doing? And I'm heading to my truck, and he just keep, keeps following me. But he's got a piece of paper in his hand. I'm like, okay, what is he, what's he selling me? And... Uh, ended up being our past chair, uh, Kurt, and he goes, uh, you look like you were in the military. Is that your truck? I noticed your military license plate. And I said, yes, sir. He goes, do you play golf? And I'm like, okay, what does he want? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I play golf. And it was that chance meeting. He was flyers. He was yep. just going through parking lots trying to fill spots for the charity event, trying to drum up support with the, the military and the veterans. And I was like, okay, let me think about it. I looked at it, saw the, where it was, and I'm going, oh, I've never played there before. Yeah, I'll do it. And I was hooked. It was the, the event, I think at that time, there were seven or eight Medal of Honor recipients. Yeah. And the people that spoke, the gold stars, just the whole encompassing the, the emotions of everything. And afterwards I said, Kurt, whatever you need. I said, thank you for stopping me in the middle of the parking lot 
I'm, I'm in. And I've dedicated myself now. It's been four or five years. It's just fantastic. Well, thank you. Um, uh, Steve, maybe I'll jump back to you as I think you've had the longest uh, involvement, although all of you have been involved for quite some time. But can you just tell us more about the foundation? Um, what's its mission? How does it work? And what does it do in the community? Well, they, they, uh, the charity itself started, uh, I, I believe, about 25 years ago, in, and it was in New York City. And it was uh, the initial leadership was actually retired at FBI. And uh, um, the, the, the whole idea was uh, educational support for the children of the, uh, those uh, uh, killed. And so the, um, the, the mission is to raise enough money that uh, Marines and federal law enforcement agents that, uh, that have families and that have children that they, if they are killed, they don't have to worry about their who they left behind having to pay for all their education. And we've, the, the first one we did out here, she was two years old when, when he was killed. And uh, she's now 20 years old. Yeah. And she's, uh, she's the video that we show. And she, uh, her whole, um, uh, she had all her education paid for uh, throughout her whole life. And she comes back and speaks uh, now and again at our event. But uh, the mission is family-oriented. It's all about the family. It's all about uh, uh, addressing um, the needs of families whose family member has paid the ultimate sacrifice. And uh, it's, it's spread across the country. Uh, Kirk started the one here in Phoenix, the Phoenix chapter. Uh, New York is the la largest chapter, and Philadelphia has a large chapter. So it's grown over the last 25 years from the East Coast, but is now um, uh, pretty prevalent on the West Coast as well. And uh, Bob, as the Marine on the panel, can you, uh, can you talk a little bit about that linkage? The, uh, maybe that was part of your motivation to get connected with this group. You're, of course, once a Marine, always a Marine. Yeah, the, 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 the phrase Semper Fidelis, always faithful. Um, yeah, and adding to what uh, Hoop said a second ago was, uh, you know, so what we, what McClef, Marine Corps Law Enforcement Foundation, the acronym is McClef. Um, and it's funny because the first time I heard it, I said, who's McClef? Oh, we got some, <laughs> you know, some Scottish guy. Yeah. Didn't know what they were talking about. So McClef uh, started out years ago and it was, we were putting $30,000 into a scholarship type account like an escrow account, when the child reached the age of 18, that money was theirs. And if a Marine was married and they had two children, it would be 60,000 or 90, whatever those numbers were, times the number of children. And then just a couple of years ago, uh, McClef New York headquarters raised that to 35,000. So we now put $35,000 away for each child. Um, you might remember probably four or five years ago, Officer Townsend was struck and killed. He pulled somebody over and he was killed on the highway out here. And um, uh, uh, Kurt and uh, John Bennett went to the widow and handed her a check for $35,000 to help their, I think it was their son. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's such an amazing group of people we're all volunteers. We have one part-time bookkeeper. Most of the money, the majority of the money that we raise goes directly to the children and the families. We're not, we don't get paid for this. 
Um, and that was a big part of why we're sitting here today because you know, I saw years ago the power, what we have as an organization. Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the United States and growing. And I thought, man, we can do a lot more here. We're, we want to bump it up a level and really make this grow and turn it into something. Ultimately, we're helping families and children. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, we're not bad we guys. <laughs> but it, you know, it's 98% of the money uh, raised goes to the families. And at, uh, currently, uh, I believe the, uh, um, the total amount of money raised nationwide over the years is 60 to $90 million yeah. that this foundation has been able to raise. And so um, fundraising obviously is, is at the heart of the organization for a great cause. Um, can you tell us about the big fundraiser coming up? And, and I don't know uh, uh, who wants to take that question, but you've got uh, your big annual event coming up. Um, why don't you tell us a Mike's little bit Mike's normally pretty that. shy, so we're yeah. Yeah, right. those Evelyn Wood courses. Yeah, well, it's, uh, we do a golf charity event every year. This year it's going to be uh, first week, first Friday in June. The ninth. Yep. And 9th. It's the 9th, and on the 8th, the day before, we usually uh, have an honoring of heroes. It's, at, uh, it's up in Cave Creek, the American Legion Post, where we have all the... Uh, Medal of Honor recipients, Gold Star families. We usually have uh, country music artists come out and play. We've had uh, some pretty big names in the past. And it's an honoring of them. It's, it's, for, it's free to the public. There's no charge. The concerts, uh, I think, you know, $15, $20 if you want to do that. But to go shake hands with and take pictures of these Medal of Honor recipients is just once in a lifetime. Yeah. It's just chilling to see these gentleman that looks like your grandpa yeah and a polo with that very distinctive metal around their 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 neck it's just it's it's chilling and they're like going what did you know in the world did he do and you you look through the book and you're like okay yeah yeah, that's pretty cool you know that's pretty (laughs) cool that's that's pretty cool it's an amazing story so that is on thursday it's wonderful it's free to the public and then we have the golf outing it's going to be a gray hawk this year and that is uh, to raise the money. It's it's mm-hmm. per individual, per foursome. We have uh, dinner afterwards, and that's where uh, we also have live auctions, silent auctions. Mm-hmm. And we do what we can to raise money for the children. Right. It's kind of cool at the, uh, the Honoring of Heroes, too, is we have these uh, books that have the stories of all the Medal of Honor recipients, and many times the ones that are there uh, have signed Mm-hmm. that book and personalized it. So there's some books there with, uh, you know, eight to ten signatures in it of the people that these uh, these heroes that did these amazing things. When you Again, when you read the story, you go, okay, this yeah. is ridiculous how crazy and heroic these guys are. But the books are actually signed and so forth. So they're kind of a cool thing and a unique thing that people are able to get at this event. So, And starting this year, because these Medal of Honor guys aren't getting any younger, uh, we, we're going to add a little more to it the afternoon of the Gathering of Heroes. And what we're going to do is, it's a Gathering of Heroes, and we typically do it up at the, uh, the American Legion Post 34 in Cave Creek. And uh, this year we're going to honor the Medal of Honor recipients that show, but we're also going to honor all of the veterans and first responders. What has the, uh, the community's 
reaction and support looked like over time? Well, one of the tough things we deal with is that uh, this is the golf mecca. So if you're going to put on a golf outing for a fundraiser, a lot of times Scottsdale and the, the Valley are the place. So we compete with a lot of others. Um, but I think once they come to ours, mm -hmm. I think they get hooked Bingo. because of the yep. uniqueness of it, because of the people that you meet there. So one of the big issues that we do have is back to Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the United States. We, a, a, a lot of what we want to do is move this up, bring it up a couple notches. We'd like to get some big sponsors on board. We'd like to really do what we're doing by, by you know, working with the folks at ASU, which couldn't have been better. If I've said that 20 times, I'll say it again. Um, we want to try and, and we've got this, we've got this diamond in the rough, not even in the rough anymore, and now we want it to really shine. So that's what we really want to try to do is bring this up, get the marketing up, get the word out, and get more of these kind of sponsors on board. Because um, we'd like to rate, we wish we didn't have to do this. I mean, if, if nobody was getting killed in the line of duty, we wouldn't need to sit here. But they are, and we want to take care of the families and the children. So we're working this hard, might as well work a little bit harder and, and try and help out some more people. Plus, I'd love to beat, you know, New York. Yeah. Uh, uh, Comes they, a Vegas has a chapter. Yeah. Dallas has a chapter. Philadelphia has a chapter. Those are the four or five I know of. And, uh, you know, we're the fifth largest city in the United States. I want to really yeah. kind of like outshine them. So if someone's watching and, and now they're interested, um, how can they get involved? What can, what can the, uh, the average viewer do where should they go for more information you know, the, the website's uh mcleff m-c-l-e-f arizona or a-z A and uh that's a, that'll yep. give you everything you need to know yep. including a, a donate button and the button to register for the golf tournament it has all the information uh about the event the night before and the uh, the musical event and, and so forth at the american legion it's all there on the website and uh, uh, they can get there and get it all. It's a simple one. McCliff yeah. AZ. So. Donations, volunteers, sponsors. Everything. The all of it. Sponsor We're, packages. Yep. yep. So. What about the organization itself in terms of volunteers? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, is, are there opportunities for people who throughout the year want to help out, volunteer, contribute? Or is it all kind of centered around this, this big weekend? We'd love to have people that are dedicated, that are patriots, mm -hmm. uh, that want to get involved more regularly to help plan and help grow this organization and this charity. And uh, we can see down the road if we do you know, fishing tournaments, maybe a poker run, do all these different little things that benefit so we don't just have a golf tournament. Anybody who wants to come to the event on that weekend, um, June 9th, uh, June, 8th, June 8th is the Gathering of Heroes in Cave Creek, June 9th at Greyhawk. We'll take any volunteers that want to come out and help us run the operation so that they can at least see what it looks like and see what happens and see how what goes on, meet some of the Medal of Honor recipients mm -hmm. and meet a lot of the people that run the operation. Have a great time, see how the auction works, have a great meal. Mm -hmm. They can come out and uh, we're always looking for volunteers that are willing to spend a few hours out at Greyhawk and help us run this thing. And uh, just with checking people in, getting gift bags presented, getting yeah. everything set up, 
Um, we work with a company called uh, Gateway Golf, Gateway yeah. Golf, yep. right? And they've been with us for years, and they um, they do the golf tournament part. And uh, sorry, they do the golf tournament part, and uh, they do a great job. But on the day of the event, we um, uh, we can use all the volunteers. And the biggest thing that I can say is, even if you're not a golfer, if you want to come to the dinner, mm -hmm. that is, I think, the most powerful point. It's, I've had people come and say, you know, I don't golf. I said, just join us for the dinner. And to have, you had mentioned Clay Townsend, uh, who in uh, January 9th, 2019, was killed by a distracted driver. It was a very, it made world news. It changed the texting laws yeah. here uh, in Arizona. Right. His wife, uh, Deanna, came uh, that next charity event holding uh, her 10-month-old Brixton. And to have her fighting back the tears of how powerful it was and just that one thing that she now will never have to worry about and it's just when you're seeing this little baby in her arms it's just the the power of of just seeing that firsthand knowing that that son that child will not have to worry about college education is just extremely powerful so you know if even if you don't golf you want to join us for dinner just to see what our organization is like and how powerful it is. Please come. So uh, we coincidentally had a mutual connection with Mike Broomhead, the, the Cronkite School, because uh, Mike Broomhead, of course, is a local radio host, KTAR. And uh, I'm a good friend of Mike's and a regular uh, guest on his show talking about everything FBI and national security and so forth and so uh, coincidentally we had a mutual uh, connection with them so uh, they had reached out and uh, I contacted him with him and uh, sure enough he's willing to MC the uh, event and uh, Mike of course if you know his background he's a gold family uh, gold star family he lost his uh, Marine Corps brother uh, in Iraq and uh, uh, he's a big supporter of both law enforcement and uh, veterans uh, issues, so um, he was excited and glad to do it. So Mike Broomhead will be uh, emceeing our operation, so it's going to be pretty cool. What's the, uh, uh, what's the volunteer experience um, that each of you have had kind of do for you? What's, mm -hmm. what's in it for you? What do you get out of well, it? Well, I can, you know, I've been blessed my life in my business. And it, it's a lot like listening to Deanna and, and, and holding Brixton. It's, once you get involved in these charities, once you see the power of them, it's like, man, you know, it's yeah. really hard for me to complain about anything yeah, in yeah. life. And it's just the little things that we do. We put on a golf tournament. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal, but to look at, the power and what it does for those people, for the recipients, for the, yep. the, the parent that is now yep. alone. Yep. Those types of things make it all worthwhile. You know, I don't care if we're getting up at five o'clock the morning of the, the event, we're having our monthly meetings, uh, we're making time out, uh, you know, Zoom calls, just doing all these things, all these pieces. When it comes down to watching those videos, it's, I, I do it 
I'd work ten times as hard, you know, to make that work. Bob, what are your thoughts on that? I, 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 I'm usually not at a loss for words, but it's, um, it's really emotional. I, uh, I got a lot going on. Uh, my, my, my great uncle was a Welsh coal miner. You don't get much lower in the face of this planet than a Welsh coal miner. And he got out of the mines and came to the United States, and he was a Marine in World War One. My dad was a captain in the Army World War Two. He was at the Bulge with Patton. My older brother's a Marine. I'm a Marine, and my son called me, wanted to join the Marine Corps one day, and I convinced him to join the Navy, which as a Marine <laughs> is unheard of. <laughs> but he did. And uh, uh, I, you know, as Mike was saying a second ago, we raised 35000 for these children, and then you think, okay, well, 35000 Well, a lot and the majority of these are children. So, you know, let's, you know, starting from six months to a year to two to three, whatever that number is, now you take that to 18, and if you've invested that money, because that's what we do is we put that 35000 in an escrow. It's an annuity. Yeah, an yeah. annuity. So basically that 35000 over the next 15 years, whatever yeah. that number is, but by the time they're 18, it's not 35000 anymore. It's a good chunk of change. And that's why the families that look at this are, you know, as, as Hoop and Mike said, the wives of, the, of, of these fallen heroes are, I don't have to worry about my kid's education anymore. You know, there's the money. And it's that powerful. You know, as I said a few minutes ago, it's not like we're taking this money and we're going out partying in Scottsdale and, you know, going, hey, this is great. We don't take a nickel for this. So yeah. we have a lot of volunteers. It's all volunteers, we said. It's a great group of people. It's a great mm -hmm. cause. Thank yeah. you. Any, uh, any last thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I go back to um, in the mid-'90s um, in my heyday with the Bureau, and uh, on November 22nd, uh, 1994, uh, I responded to a shots fired uh, call in the Washington, D.C. police station. Some of you might remember it. It made national news. And uh, I happened to be with a D.C. police officer, and we went into the building. And when we walked into the room, there was a dead police officer and two dead FBI agents, one a close friend of mine. She was at my house the day before. Um, so, you know, I, and, and she, she was pregnant with her first child and, uh, and then a, a third agent was shot six times and he, thankfully he survived. Six months later, I'm an old SWAT guy, we were on a SWAT op surveillance and, uh, the guy who had already shot four police officers over a three or four month period, he was hunting cops. We had targeted him in a particular area outside of Washington, D.C. in Maryland. And Billy Christian, former Marine uh, sniper on our SWAT team, always ready, locked in, just his Marine Corps background uh, and sniper, sitting there diligently watching, only to have this Ralph McLean come up behind him and shoot and kill him. So within six months, I lost two close friends and several FBI agents. And that time period, I'll never forget. So when, um, when I retired again and saw this, I said, and, and that none of this was available back yeah. then. Yeah. So again, yeah. uh, to me, to have an opportunity to make this available to uh, federal agents who go out every day and risk their lives, it's a, that, that's what it's all about for me.
Thanks for watching Veterans AZ, the program dedicated to Arizona's veterans and military community. Find past episodes along with news and resources for Arizona veterans at veteransaz.org.